I spent many years in my 20s, like when I first started, like going against my intuition or like getting that gut feeling or that red flag and be like, oh, no, I should say yes. Podcast Junkies, episode one, one, one. I like that number. It feels like it should be a lucky number or a high frequency energy number. If anyone is into numerology <laughs> and wants to explain the significance of 111 to me, then uh, please do so. In case you're new to the show, my name is Harry Duran, host of Podcast Junkies, running now for two plus years. This is crazy stuff, fantastic fun ride. And thanks to all of you who have been there from day one. We have conversations with podcasters every single week, and they're amazing, the conversations and the podcasters, and the listeners. So everyone's amazing. Last week, we spoke to Christine Blackburn, host of Story Worthy of the Wondery Media Network. And Christine is another call-it-like-you-see-it podcaster. She's a lot of fun, and I found out that she's also a neighbor here in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. And uh, we just talk about how she felt like she didn't have a specific skill set. It was really interesting. She talked about like she wasn't an expert in anything in particular, but what she was was a, a really good listener and a really good interviewer. And as a result, over uh, several years, I think it's been six years now that she's had the, the podcast up and running and, and it's been on various networks, that she's been able to pull in conversations with some of her, her good friends and uh, some celebrities in the space to tell really engaging stories on her show. Um, it's story worthy. I highly encourage you to check out and check uh, and check out the uh, the interview, episode 110. So this week I speak to Ashley Taylor Yanello and we connected via an app that's on iOS. It's called Anchor. A lot of people like to explain it as Twitter, but with uh, sound instead of tweets. And it was one of those tools that I was trying. I was doing a 30-day challenge where this may sound crazy, but I was doing Snapchat, Instagram, Anchor, and Facebook Live every day. Uh, not always consistently, but something to try out. And as a result, I made some new friends uh, and new connections on the various platforms. And on Anchor, I, I connected with Ashley because she was promoting her podcast there. And one of the posts that she had was uh, one of her introductory episodes about Six Figures is Bullshit which initially, which really caught my ear. And um, as we start to engage and I, and I started to listen and hear some of her posts, I really found her to be a genuine, genuine soul. And I was eager to have her on and I'm, I'm really happy we were able to make this work. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. It does have the explicit rating on it. So be forewarned. Stay tuned to the end of the show where I announce the, uh, the promotion of the retention hashtag. This week's episode is brought to you by Podbean, our newest sponsor. I was checking out some of the stats on the site and I noticed that they had served 134,000 plus podcasters and delivered 3.4 million episodes and counting and 4.6 million, sorry, 4.6 billion downloads. <laughs> as of today, which is bananas. And I think it just speaks to the fact that they're a rock solid platform. So if you have a need for your own podcast, for an enterprise podcast, or you're looking to do some crowdfunding for your podcast, I highly recommend you give them a shot. 
The first 30 days are free. Head on over to podbean.com slash podcast junkies and uh, take a look at all the services they're providing for podcasters to get started with their show. So Ashley Taylor Yanello, thank you so much for joining us on Podcast Junkies. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. So I, I like telling stories of how um, guests ended up being on the show, but this is a first because this is through a social media channel that I've been mentioning a couple times <laughs> called Anchor, and uh, I decided to double down on it. And a couple, like a last month ago, last month or a couple months ago, I said, "Oh, I'm going to go 30 days," and I would do. I was doing like Instagram, I was doing Anchor, <laughs> Facebook Live, <laughs> everything. everything. But it's interesting that I, f- you know, found an Anchor community. I, I was sort of late to the party because I think. Three months ago is when everyone was going crazy on Anchor six months That's ago. That's like right. I got on there like three to four or five months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's funny. It's an interesting group of folks and you start recognizing some of the same names and every once in a while you, you ca- they're called Waves, um, educating all the folks who are not on Anchor yet and wondering what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> it's fun too, yeah. especially for us podcasters since yeah. we're so audio. It's like it's an- another way to put your voice out there. And so, yeah, so we connected through a couple of uh, commenting on each other's Waves. It's almost like you're tweeting back and forth, <laughs> but with, you know, person to person. Live. It's so fun. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we met there, connected and, you know, found out she had a podcast and, uh, heard a couple that really caught my ear <laughs> and so we could... I got some really crazy episodes i'm wondering which episode you actually heard well uh yeah so we'll just start right there i mean i think the one that really jumped out was uh the one six figure six figures is not one size fits all i think it was oh six figures is bullshit yes yeah, like i think it's something nicer on the, on the or maybe you change the title because it's, it's a bit more pc but i remember it's definitely not pc it's definitely uh explicit got the explicit rating on there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we can slap that explicit reading on this episode too in case we go down that path <laughs> yeah i like to make sure because sometimes like they just come out so well so um tell me a little bit about when we'll start with when you started the show like what what was inspiring you or did you feel like you just had yeah. something to get off your chest this is actually a crazy story because i just kind of shared this on my podcast so Probably a year ago, I was going down this like path of, oh, I should start a podcast because I knew all these people that were doing them. This is like a year ago. And my friend's like, yeah, because she just started one. I was a guest on a couple people's shows. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to totally go into this. I had this like whole plan. I'm like, I'm going to make it called Everyday Rituals and just share like different people's like little rituals that they do throughout their day and literally had the cover art, have the whole plan, had like five episodes like ready and then I'm like, you know what? No, fuck it. Like, this is not feeling right. Even though I had the whole plan and everything, like, cover, I still have it in my Google Docs or somewhere. And it just never took off. And now with my current podcast, I started it back on March 27th, which I think was like Easter Sunday. I was literally going for a walk. And out of nowhere, and I think this is what's super cool for your listeners, because sometimes people will just be like, they get inspiration from nowhere and they always have this like plan. So I'm laughing at myself because I had this whole like plan a year ago, never took off, never ran with it. And then this, this podcast, Real Talk with Ashley was literally born from me just going on a walk, listening to like, I don't, I don't even remember what music I was listening to. I was just going through for a walk and I'm like, you know what? It would be really cool if I just started doing a little challenge for myself because I like to have a challenge for myself. And I'm like, I'm going to do an audio every single day for 30 days. Kind of like what you said when you went all in with Anchor, Snapchat, like different things. And I'm like, I'll just do this. I'm going to do an audio 30 days straight 
first episode was the one you just referenced, which is where I like started talking about six figures. And it just kind of steamrolled from there. And after about a week, I'm like, huh, this is a lot of fun and I can do this like consistent, like people were liking it. I was started out on SoundCloud and I'm like, you know what, let's just go on iTunes. Let's go full tilt with this. So it's funny because I didn't even have a plan of turning it into a podcast. Like I didn't know where it was going to go from there, but it just steamrolled. And then I started it and I just kept going. And then out of nowhere, like probably a month into it, I started getting all these people that were asking me to be a guest. So that's the other side note. None of my guests that I've had thus far have even like, I haven't had to reach out to anyone. I get emails all the time of people that just want to come on to this podcast. And it's literally the most crazy, like out of nowhere podcast, because it's literally just me talking. And I go from like 15 minute increments, sometimes they're an hour. You you just never know what's going to flow out of my mind or out of my mouth. So that's kind of the story of how the podcast started. It's just been a crazy journey. And I do it Monday through Sunday. Wow. And I haven't missed a single day. So <laughs> did did you have anyone in mind when you were thinking about put or when you had this new like aha moment? Um is is there is there people that resonate with you in terms of the way they deliver their message that kind of like were standing out in your head? Not so much. I mean, I just knew that it was going to be a fun challenge for me. And I just wanted to get my message out there because I've been doing stuff since 2009, 2010. And I knew that audio was a different way of getting my message out there separate from Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Like I had done YouTube vlogs way back in the day. They're not even out there anymore. So I just was like, you know what, this is another way to get my message out there to get my voice out there. And I love talking. Like I could talk forever. That's probably the half Italian in me, which is why I'm always using my hands. But I just was like, I felt inspired by just the idea of getting my words out there and having it be a very like brutally honest, completely vulnerable. Because I think there's a lot of people out there that are thought leaders or entrepreneurs that are projecting a certain image with all the filters or all the things that you see on social. And it's like, this is just going to be a crazy show it's just going to be super vulnerable i'm going to share my entire story and people like it so well it's funny when you were saying uh, regular listeners know that i do these conversations with video skype so as you're saying thought leader you've got the air quotes there. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean there's thought leaders and thought leaders i mean i just think that there's a whole lot of stuff out there that just like you can feel into it and i'm big into energy and like intuition and all that yeah. but you can feel into like when it's bullshit or when it's like it's not the right, like it's not the real stuff. And probably because I've been in the personal development world as a nine, I saw a lot of the like craziness that was happening behind the scenes yeah. in terms of like six figures overnight and all these like ideas or things that people are talking about that just aren't real. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Because you went pretty aggressive with the title, uh, Six Figures is Bullshit. And uh, and then I think when you, as you were going through it, it was essentially like you had a lot to get off your chest at that point. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot buried underneath. I mean, like I said, I've been in this world or I was in the coaching world. That's kind of how I got my start. I did coaching and then I did a lot of like social media optimization, copy editing, copywriting. I did virtual assistant work. I've done everything. I've taught myself everything. And I think after having all those experiences from people that are telling me like, oh, six figures overnight or just throw up this this lead page and end your numbers in 97s, like at that point, probably in like 2012, I wrote this post about like crushing the pedestals and like 
just fuck like thought leaders that are on pedestals because I got so sick of that stuff. And that was just kind of the, the crowd that I was hanging out with. It was a lot of the sisterhood and yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's sit around firehood, like firewood and just believe in the secret and just all that, that crap. And I think I got to that point at 2012 when I'm like, this just isn't sitting right. Like this is such a lie because all these people are saying how you can make money super quick or you can get more and more and more, and then nothing is happening. And I wrote this first piece back in 2012, and I kind of went completely against the grain because all these people that I was with, they're like, they kind of took it the wrong way. Mm. They're like, oh, my God. And you know how people do that where they don't like want to like a post or they don't want to comment because <laughs> then they're like, oh, that I'm going to be associated with thinking that I agree with this. Even oh, though they're yeah, sitting yeah, there in yeah. their own minds, knowing that a lot of what they're believing or what they're following, or what they're investing in is a lot of bullshit because they're not actually seeing the results. And when I did that first post, it was very like, oh, my God, she just went there. And, that's and, no, really and no, like no one wanted to touch you with a 10 foot pole or something like that. Yeah, no one wanted to come near me because I was going against everyone that I had been around, like all my mentors, like mentors, <laughs> mentors or people quick. that I was around. If you're watching at home, <laughs> the drinking game is air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, all these people that I was around since like 2009, 2010, 2011, all the way up until 2012, I went completely opposite. Yeah, And it was just because I knew in my heart that there was something off about all this and how it was just a lot of this, like, let's sit around firewoods and, like, go on these, like, mastermind retreats and walk all this on, stuff Walk on coals, walk on glass. Yes, all this <laughs> stuff. And each their own. Like, you can, yeah. I learned a lot from all those experiences. I, I learned a lot. I invested in a lot of crap. I invested in some really great stuff. I'm not saying that everything I did was like bad. There's a lot of great content out there, but it's just taking everything with a grain of salt. And that was really when it started. And then I kind of saw how like people were really like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, and then I kind of, I don't know, I kind of got quiet for a little while. And then now with the podcast, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to go out and just like talk about what I want to talk about. And I literally did the first episode, like the first couple episodes, I was literally recording them on my iPhone with my earbuds. Like I wasn't even like, I didn't have a headset. I didn't even know what the heck I was doing, but it just started. And I I knew that I had so much experience and so many things that I wanted to get off my chest. And at that point, I kind of had cut out everyone that was in my little circle at the time. So I kind of just went out and went full tilt. (laughs) So um, what's interesting is I'm wondering if you could, if you had to give it some thought and and uh, and even make a guess as to why there's a lot of people that are in that space that feel like they have to put this face on, um, that they're having that success, and even t- even beyond that, like to to your the people who were in your circle at the time who felt like. God forbid I tell someone that I invested in this and it didn't work out because then that's even makes me look even worse. Yeah, well, and I think that's because a lot of people don't want to go against the grain or they don't want to be seen as the one. I call all these people like fangirls where it's like if you go against your mentor or you come out and say, I didn't learn anything or this is a bunch of crap or I didn't make six figures in 60 days like they <laughs> promised me. I mean, there's two sides to this really. I mean, the one side is, that you didn't do the work. Yeah. But I also believe that six figures in 60 days or success overnight, just it 
it doesn't happen. I mean, we both know that you have to put in work, obviously, with your podcast and everything you've got going on with my podcast. I've watched the numbers grow. There's much more to building a brand or building a business than just like investing in one course or investing in one mastermind. So, I mean, it's either that they're not putting in the work or they're the people that are so over consuming and they're just kind of like thinking that the next answer is in the next course or in that Mm. next program. And they just honestly, they don't want to be seen as the one that goes against the grain. Not a lot of people want to be in that position. And that's why, obviously, as I build, it is a lonely road. It's not something that a lot of people can handle. Not a lot of people want to be alone or to be different. But I just think that there comes that point when you just have to stop consuming so much and actually realize that if you're not putting in the work, if you just constantly are buying all these programs, then you got to kind of look at yourself and be like, well, why do I feel the need to invest in this next program? What am I hoping to get from this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point, yeah, it happens with like uh, a lot of these emails. Like you just start signing up for programs, and you start yep. you're, you're in this you're in this signing up for this course, this online course, and this one's nine ninety seven, and then this one's ninety seven, and these are just info ones. And then when you start learning the psychology behind it, you start sending out emails like that for your courses, yeah. and then it's like this circle. And it just, like, this- never-ending circle and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck because then they're constantly comparing themselves like well I don't have the perfect equipment or I don't have the perfect like team built up yet or I'm not sitting here with like all this money in my bank account then you kind because I that's what I noticed and that's what I talked about on my podcast I think it was yesterday or today where I was kind of because I had someone in one of my Facebook groups kind of coming out and saying I can't share the full journey. Like, I don't know how to share the ups and the downs because I'm having a shitty day. And I don't want to come on and be like, oh, guess what? Like, I'm not winning entrepreneurship. And this is someone that has gone through cancer and is like building her own like purse brand. And I'm just, I, I felt so deeply for her. And I'm like, where do we get off on thinking that you have to be a strong, like, there's this idea that you have to be a strong, winning, happy, like entrepreneur or whatever you're doing. And it's like a lot of people hold back from like sharing the truth of what's actually happening. Hashtag lady boss. Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, it's interesting because there's a circle of people who, um, you know, I was in corporate America for like 20 years. And so you you don't realize that this whole universe of entrepreneurs is even out there oh my god yeah and then you're like and then like if like if you've talked to your people to your friends that know you from years ago before you got into it and you tell them like oh it's facebook ads and then you email campaigns and you get and like you know mailchimp and and they're just like staring at you like what the hell are you talking about well i still remember the best time was like back in 2010 was like the first time i got on mind body green back in the day And I remember I would go out to happy hour with my girlfriends at the time and they were like all in that complaining mindset. They were in these like crappy office jobs and they were in miserable relationships. And I remember going to the bar and I was like all jazz and I was all excited. And I'm like, guess what? Like I just got a mind buddy green and they're sitting there like, what? What are you talking about? Like, who cares? Like, what is that website? Like, once you get in the bubble, it's like, oh, my God, there's so many people in this bubble. But it's yeah. like if you're on the outside of it, there's a lot of things that you have no idea of. Yeah, and it's interesting because obviously I've learned probably more in the past three to four or five years on about online marketing than I've ever, ever, ever <laughs> in school like or at work or anything like that. Like Almost like 
I almost feel like nothing that I learned has prepared me to like how to run an online business and how to how to get customers and clients and all that stuff. It's so it's so funny because it's completely different skill sets. Yeah, it's completely different. And I mean, a lot of it is self-taught. A lot of it is spending the extra time and the effort to actually learn everything yourself. I mean, luckily, I came. I was at a law firm when I kind of found this like whole world at the time back in 2008. And I luckily taught myself how to do HTML and like web design. So pretty much any skills that I need, I was able to learn myself. And that's where it gets me really crazy because people will come to me and be like, how do you do a MailChimp campaign? I'm like, <laughs> it's called Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when people ask you <laughs> stuff that like the way I get the answers, I Google it. And I usually yeah. end up giving people the Google the answer and, you know, they're like GTS, right? They're like, just Google that shit. But yeah, exactly. you'd be surprised that almost, I think they've actually said that almost every question is now, can now be answered by <laughs> like yeah. going to Google or Wikipedia or something like that. Or Quora. I mean, there's so many yeah. sites out there that you can just go to. I mean, even you like Twitter or Facebook. I mean, there's so many tools at our fingertips that you, there's no reason for this. Like, let me come to you and find out how to do this. I mean, everything I've learned, like, I've had to Google. But that actually leads to the point of if it if there wasn't people like that, it's almost like we wouldn't have people that could be eventual clients or people that would be willing to be coachable because there's people that understand, like, I know there's videos there. I know there's books I could read. I know there's articles and blogs I could read, but I don't want to read it. I just want someone to do it for me, right? So there's yeah. – and there's people that just understand that they're – time is better spent on like building their business as opposed to like you know working on a website or doing a facebook ad campaign you know they just understand that some people are better at it than others and i guess that's where the people yeah i mean there's different skill sets and it's learning what you're best at or what you like most and then you kind of get to that point where it's like well am i better to spend the the money and get someone on odesk or invest in an assistant or whatever it is to do this for me but i think when you first start out a lot of it you are doing on your own. So as you started to go through the the show and you started creating these um, top of top of mind episodes, how many of them, or as you as as you, how many of them were recorded and where you know when you got started you didn't know what you were going to talk about, or or was there an idea like before you turned on the mic that you had something in mind? I record them like. The, in the moment like it's very spont spontaneous like sometimes like the other day I did a little riff on the election and on the debate but it's very much in the moment I record them in the moment every single day so every single episode that you see go out on iTunes or Stitcher in the morning I literally just recorded that at like three in the morning or two in the morning or yeah. one in the morning have you always had that in you or is this the first time you've been able to like have a tool that allows you to express that part of your personality i think back in the day like i was saying i did these youtube videos i literally like 2009 i did this youtube video where i was literally just dancing to jay-z i think like an, like overnight i got like 100 plus views which is really a lot for just like putting it out there and i'm yeah. like huh so, I mean, it's just another way to express myself. I've always been very creative. I've always been very much like a go-go and I'm very ambitious. I'm always looking for another thing to do. And now it's like the crazy thing is because I've been doing this podcast now for the last 180, 86, 87 days now. Mm. Like, I think two or three weeks ago, I'm like, I need more. <laughs> so I started committing to doing a daily Facebook Live. So oh, now I'm wow. doing a daily Facebook Live. 
while I'm also writing. So that's just another way of expressing myself. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like learning your skills or what you like. I think at the end of the day, it's easy to be consistent when you love what you're doing. Mm. And so for me, I like coming on and just talking because like I said, I can talk for like 30 minutes. I always joke with my listeners because I'm like, you guys, you can just text me a word and I'll go. Like, text me a word. I'll just start talking like, about like, it. Like Eminem or something like that. I'm going to freestyle right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll freestyle on that. Um, was Did you always, or did you have in your, when you were growing up, this, like, desire to perform or study acting or anything like that? I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've always been, like, a performer in some degree. Like, I was in a lot of school plays. I was... I was actually the only kid in my neighborhood that would do these like big lemonade stands. And then I got the whole cop. I got all the cops to come to my house. And my friend is like, cause I was, I was strategizing. I'm like, okay, Nicole, we can't go to your street. Cause it's like a cul-de-sac and my street is the main drag. So we can get all the landscapers. We can get all the soccer wow. moms. I'm going to call the cop. And it just like was crazy. So I've always had that in me to like perform. And I think that kind of, comes in play with everything that I've been doing now. Uh, so what's been some of the topics that I think um, have struck the most uh, uh, or resonated the most with your audience when, you know, like in terms of feedbacks specific, specifically on something you said? I think the biggest thing that really, I have like a lot of topics that I always kind of drive home. And the one that I just shared with you is just taking away the filters, showing up real. I mean, these are words that I like hold near and dear. It's like, I want to be real. I want to be raw. I want to be vulnerable. My podcast is, I know it's a lot different than all all the other podcasts that are out there because it's not as edited. It's not like anywhere near as like professional in some degree for people that are consuming it. I mean, I've definitely increased the audio quality by getting a headset. I've done little things. I'm still editing it, but not as much as other people might be. So I think that's really what people come to me for. It's like they see me and I always tell people, I'm like, when I got on my Facebook live, I'm like, I'm no one like fancy. I'm not like special. I'm just coming to you guys. I'm just a woman that's doing something and I'm showing you guys that you have to start something. And it's also a lot with the consistency. I get so many people that are asking me, how the heck are you doing a daily show plus writing articles like almost every day, plus being on all the social media channels, although now I'm slacking on Anchor. I mean, I'm on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all over the place. And for people that come to me, they're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, no one's going to give you the permission. Like, no one's going to tell you to do something. You have to find it within yourself. And that's when I drive that whole idea of, when you're passionate about what you're doing, when you love what you're doing, which is why for me, the podcast, I love doing it and I love getting the emails or the text or whatever comes my way. And then writing is the same thing. Who motivates you or who inspires you that, you know, you could say does something similar to like where you would like to be? I like to say myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I motivate myself. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from, but like, I just know that there's a lot more for me to do. There's a lot more places that I can go. And again, like I said, I mean, in the early days, I was following a lot of these other people like Daniel Laporte or Gabby Bernstein. I mean, these these are the women. I was following a lot of women back in the day. And those are like the people that I first started out with. And I don't know what, what happened, but then I kind of went down this other path. I'm like, something about this just doesn't like doesn't do it for me and so 
I kind of am at that place now where it's like, I know that there's more, I know there's more I want to do, like getting speaking engagements and just going to the next level. But again, like, I just don't know where it comes from. And I'm trying to figure out like how I get so much energy because I, I just don't even know. And I think I just motivate and inspire myself and I get inspiration from all over the place. Cause I've had people ask me that as well. Like, how do you get so inspired? I'm like, I get inspired from just walking around the city. Mm. Like if I go on a trip, if I'm in New York or if I'm talking with a friend or someone that I've met on the street, like I will talk to anyone and I just get inspiration. I get inspiration from music. I get inspiration from like going to see art shows or whatever. Like you can find inspiration from a lot of places. And something I just shared with my people last night is this idea of getting inspiration outside of your industry. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times you get stuck and you're only following your, like the thought leaders that you should be following or what everyone else is following or who everyone else is paying attention to. And I challenged everyone less. And I'm like, I dare you guys to like, stop following all the thought leaders that are in your industry or whoever you're following right now, get inspiration from something else. I mean, there's so many ways to get inspired. You can stop like listening to podcasts. I mean, obviously we both want people to listen to podcasts, but I mean, just turn on music or like whatever it is for you and getting out of that like specific like kind of pigeonhole because then you're going to constantly go down to that comparison game or like start thinking, oh, I should talk about this because that's what everyone else is talking about. I mean, I definitely noticed that where there's a couple buzzwords that everyone's talking about. And I don't know, I felt like for a while their authenticity and vulnerability were being shared all all over the place. And I'm like, this word is getting really butchered right now. <laughs> people are like, I hate when people go on and they're like, I'm about to give you guys the most vulnerable story. I'm going to tell you the most vulnerable piece of content right now. And like, if you're telling me that you're going to be vulnerable, yeah. you don't need to tell me that you're going to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, just show up. That's interesting. No, it's true because I think um, a lot of times they just, they see what other people are doing and they see that it's having some sort of... Um, effect um and they want to they want that to happen to them right or they they see that yeah, it's, I mean, it, that, everyone's that, craving everyone's craving some level of success or some amount of money or some some level of fame why do you, it seems like from what the comments that you've made that, that it's important for you to connect with people like on a real level like on a soul level and i'm wondering why that's a, why that's imp- something that's important to you that's a whole another conversation. I mean, it's like surface versus depth. And I've actually written on this and talked about it. I guess I've gotten to that point, like after throughout high school, throughout middle school, throughout my childhood, I was always trying to make everyone else happy. And I was trying to wear like I was so good at wearing masks and like fitting into different I was in every single click. Mm -hmm. I was able to blend myself throughout all these years. I've done everything like I've I've been in every single possible community or click. And then even within entrepreneurship or personal development, I've kind of dabbled in a lot of different things. And I, for a while, I was like, I was really wanting people to like me. And it got to the point where I'm like, you get so tired of wearing the masks. Mm. And that's why I'm so big in like the deep connection or the soulful connection or being really authentic. And I always tell people, it's like, this is who I am. I am the same person that is on this podcast. I'm the same person that meets you on the street. I'm the same person that's on the Facebook Live. Like, wherever I am, that is me. Like, I'm not changing myself anymore. And I think I got to the point 
like early 20s where it just got so tiring. And I spent a lot of time in my early 20s, like doing anything possible to avoid being by myself. Mm -hmm. And that meant like dating the wrong guys or hanging out with the wrong people or going to bars and clubs every night. Like I did that for a year, like anything I could do to avoid being by myself. And now I feel okay. Like I, I really enjoy my solitude time. Like I live alone now and I finally have that peace that I, I think that that's what everyone needs to go after is like finding the ability of being comfortable in your own skin and being okay with being by yourself. But then we get so much engagement because I love people, but there also is that need to get to that place where you don't need to constantly look outside of yourself for happiness or joy. Do you get the feeling that people are coming to that realization at at a younger and younger age nowadays? I think so. I mean, I really hope so. I I feel that with uh, all the tools and everything that's out there nowadays, I mean, I think that we are getting to see that more and more because there is so much out there on self-awareness or like different tools and techniques that you can go down or even just like using meditation as a tool. I mean, there's a lot of ways of going within and kind of coming to that place where you do feel more comfortable comfortable with yourself. And then there's also this idea that you don't necessarily have to be one way. And that's what I really try to strive for is showing people that I don't have to wear a specific mask. I don't have to wait around for like tons and tons of money in my bank account. I don't have to wait for someone else to like bless me to make me seem like I'm good to listen to. You just have to show up and be yourself. And I think there is more and more of that. And obviously with all of this, there is the ugly side of it. I mean, there's so many people out there on Instagram that are like, I mean, we all see it. There's so many comments that are coming in that are very negative or like people say whatever they want, but that's freedom of speech. But you just have to come to that point where you do have that thick skin. And I've definitely built that up over the years of not letting what other people say affect me because it's the whole energetic thing. I mean, some people are just, you always have to remember that it's a lot within themselves. Like a lot of what people are projecting out is because it's a mirror back to them, which is kind of funny because I, when I was talking about how people didn't want to like one of my posts that was like more controversial at the time, yeah. it's because it's triggering them. It's like they know in their heart that it's true. Like they agree with me because they're probably sitting in their apartment or their home and they're like having the same conversation that I'm verbalizing in their own head, but they don't want to go out there and actually click the like or make a comment because they're afraid too much to like, be seen as that one person that's a little bit out there or different or they're going to agree with something that seems controversial because everyone else in their certain community and that's where it goes into the whole mask like trying to fit keep up with the joneses or i always say like keeping up with the joneses the joneses are bankrupt (laughs) (laughs) like you're always gonna want more yeah it's true um I guess because you don't you don't know any better and and everything's you, you, I think you think that once you get there some supposed like promised number or promised land that everything is gonna be perfectly fine at that point. Yeah, and it's interesting too because I I recently had Clinton Senko on my podcast. He's from Influencer, if you've heard of it. Oh uh, no, I and we were both kind of talking about how like now. It's like he was saying how oh yeah back in the day like I would have loved like you get into this idea of retiring and going and living on a beach and we both agreed it's like that's not for me like I want to be working until I'm 90 like I don't want to be on a beach so it's like it's 
funny how things shift over time because you kind of learn more about yourself as you move and it gets to the point where it's like, wait a second, just because everyone else is saying, oh, that's the dream to go live on a beach and like get all this money from whatever you do for like five, 10 years. And then it's like, is that all, is that all you're going after? And again, I think it's different for every single person out there. Yeah, of course. Um, do you, did you find, uh, or can you talk a little bit about, about how the nature of your friendships changed when you, when you made that shift yourself? Oh gosh. I mean, I've gone through so many iterations of friendships. I mean, when I first started going down the personal development and everything I started doing in 2009, like really kind of, I guess I always knew that I was different from a very young age. And I think a lot of people say that, but I just, I always knew that I was a little bit different. And I think when I got to that point where I'm like, this just isn't feeling good. Like this little like marketing job at a law firm. And it's like, I should be okay with this. Like mm-hmm. I should be happy. I'm making decent money and I have my own office and I should be totally fine. Like I get to go out with my friends on the weekend and all the typical stuff that everyone thinks is like fun. Yeah. But I just knew that I wanted something more. So when I was going down that path, even going back to the story that I shared about how I went to this happy hour and I'm like, oh my God, I got mind, body, green. And I was so excited. And that was really the pref- like the prefaces or the moment when I lost a lot of the friends that I had from like childhood, from high school, from college, like work colleagues, because I was going down a completely different path. Yeah. And then even with entrepreneurship or personal development, like I was just speaking to about all the people that I started my journey with. Now it's like, I don't have any of those same people. I think on my hand, like I can count two people that I still communicate with almost daily Mm. that I've been on the journey with since 2009. Yeah, it's important to have people that you can sort of commiserate with because because there's language that you use now when you talk about what's successful and what you're working on and this online marketing space and, and entrepreneurship and owning your business and being authentic, like there's that perfect storm of people who will understand like all those phrases you just say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of it is just like, I guess the lexicon that we're using in the online marketing space. I mean, a lot of this, the common Joe out there might not know what the heck I'm talking about or why I'm like, Oh my God, guess how many downloads I got today? <laughs> like no one's going to understand what's going on. And They're like downloads. That's, what why, you, yeah. that's why it's so great about the online community. I mean, that's how we met. We met on anchor, which yeah. is one of the many platforms that's out there. You get to connect with so many people. And I think social media is such a powerful tool because the funny thing is that all my friends that I have right now, everyone's from online like I don't have a lot of like in-person friends even going back to this whole idea around losing friends along the way I mean I don't have any like people in my life that are not going after something Mm. and all my connections all my relationships are from online and even the the two women that I speak to on a regular basis one is actually in San Francisco and the other is in New York. And oh, it's nice. like we met back in 2009 in one of these like random Facebook groups. And yeah, I mean, I just I think there's so many people that you can meet and connect with on the daily with the power of social media. The other thing that you mentioned that's important is that you're friends with them because they're on the same trajectory or, or on the same path yes. at least. And it's that's really important because you have to surround yourself with people that aspire you to be be better than you are and yes. give you like a, a, a target to say, you know, you probably don't want to be 
all the way at the bottom where everyone's at the top. I think you want to be inspiring some people. So you want to be somewhere in the middle. But I think that middle keeps rising. And you want to be like, oh, this person is really successful or really straight, you know, like uh, trustworthy or, or really, fo- you know, honest in, 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 in how they live their lives. And so when you see these people, they're like, that's like, kind of like gives you that that bar of where to aim. Yeah, I totally agree with you because it's like you want people in your life. Like I always aim to have people that are at my level or higher. And I think that's so important. And yes, we want to have people that we're inspiring or we're teaching. But in terms of like who you're communicating with on a daily basis, it's important to have those people. But the people that are like in your like close little community, the ones that you're kind of commiserating with or sharing all the war stories you want them to be at your level or higher because otherwise you're going to be constantly surrounded with, and that's why I had to let go of a lot of those friends because they weren't going after anything. They were happy with their ho-hum life or they would constantly be coming to me. And I'm sure you've had this experience and your listeners probably have where you have a lot of the friends that are constantly coming to you complaining and then you give them advice or insight and they don't do it. Like they come back to you about a month or two months later and it's the same shit, different day. And it's like, well, you have to take the action or you should have listened to my advice. (laughs) And I think you have to like get to that point where it's like, okay, do I really want to surround myself with these people? And Mm. it's hard. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to get rid of friends that you've known your whole life. But there comes that point when you do kind of notice that you're on different paths. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's having that realization that, you know, that's not that you care about them any less, but I think you realize that they got to live their own life and they got to, you know, make their own mistakes and they got to, and they got to figure it out themselves. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes or a lot of errors in judgment, but at the time, like I was stubborn. I wouldn't listen to someone else that was going to tell me something opposite of what I was considering or what I was doing. And I mean, a lot of times people just have to go through it themselves. I mean, all these like ideas around dark nights of the soul or having these like pitch black moments i mean i've been there and have did i put myself there maybe mm-hmm. did i make some bad decisions probably but you learn from it and i think yeah. that's why it's like i can come at it and be like every single hard time that i've ever experienced in my life i've learned something from it so i never see anything i've done because obviously i can get angry i can get fired up i can get really like go down this path around like the whole six figures is bullshit or all these things that i talk about but I always like to let people know it's like I'm not telling you guys this because I'm angry or I, re- I regret any of it. Everything I did throughout my 20s when I first got into this whole like world, it all taught me something. It all brought me to where I am. Yeah, and I think uh, you know whatever doesn't kill us makes us stronger. But I mean, you you are the result of everything you've learned up until this point, and you're putting it together in like your own. Ashley Taylor Yanello kind of way <laughs> and, 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 and just <laughs> yeah. and, and then being something for someone who's going to hear you or watches or, or reads what you're writing and, and they're going to resonate with that. And they're, but they're going to resonate with this like new and improved like uh, version of you. Exactly. And that's why you have to go through a lot of it. You have to learn your own lessons and it's not easy. Yeah. You, and then you said um, you started having guests on the show as well, right? Yeah, I have a few guests. Like, I had about 10 of them over the summer. For the most part, it was so funny because, like, for a good, like, month, I was just like, I love talking. I love doing this every day. And I could go on and on and on. But then I got all these emails from people that were like, oh, I want to come on your show. And I'm like, oh. I remember the first lady. She was actually Felice Cohen from New York. 
and she had emailed me and she's like I live in a tiny space. Would that be of interest? Oh. I'm like, okay, we could do it. Because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Because I never went into it thinking I was going to have guests because I kind of wanted it to just be my my story, my yeah. journey, like the whole process of everything. And then out of nowhere, like I got all these people that wanted to come on the show and I kind of just go with my gut. And I'm like, yes, no. And I haven't had to ask anyone. Like everyone's just kind of come to me. How, how have those conversations gone? They've been really, really good. Like every single conversation I've had. And is it, is it follow the same format where it's a bit of freestyle or do you guys have any yeah, idea what you're going to talk like, about? It's kind of like what we're doing. I mean, usually like I spend about five minutes checking them out. Like after they send me their intro or their pitch or their email, why they should come on the show or why they would have value for me or my audience. I spend five minutes just kind of scanning their website, scanning their social and kind of get a feel of what they're all about. And then I go with like, yes or no. And after that, it's just kind of like I go into the show. I mean, granted, I have the five minutes of knowledge. I have some insight of what they're all about. But a lot of it is kind of like what we're doing. It's very free form. It's very free flow. And it's just open ended conversations. You don't want to get catfished. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of catfishing going on. Um, so what what are you looking forward to? Because obviously, obviously, like you said, it's it is a bit of a grind and a bit of a challenge. And you're, I think you said, a hundred and how many days so far? Hundred and eighty-seven. That's amazing. That's awesome. And for podcasters that originally thought they were going to do it, you know, they realize how hard it is to do a daily episode. Um, do you think about the next, you know, finishing out the year? Or do you have a milestone in mind, or are you still just going with the flow? I just keep going. I mean, <laughs> when I hit episode 100, I'm like, shit, this is cool. Like, I hit 100. And now I'm like, oh, I'm at 180 something now. Like, I don't know where it's going to go. It just kind of, it's a lot of fun. And I'm, I obviously keep going because I love it. Very cool. Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think you should celebrate some milestones, though. So if you do hit that, you know, that, uh, You'll hit 200 I'm waiting soon, on 365. 365, you mean your full year. That's going to be a lot. Uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. So um, tell me, what would you say is one of the most misunderstood things about you? Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, I share so much of myself that I guess the one thing that might be misunderstood is kind of what I just talked about, which is I might come off controversial or I might come off like dropping all this like controversial stuff like i mean the first show was six figures is bullshit but obviously i love people and i have a lot of compassion like i never want anyone to think that oh she's speaking like oh you shouldn't invest in something because i get people that ask me oh should i invest in this course should i invest in this and they want my advice but i'm like you have to do it for yourself like if it sounds right to you then do it like don't go by me telling you oh i i don't think there's value in that or even some of the things that i've done over the years and then people are like well what did you get out of that i'm like well it's bullshit (laughs) but if you want to do it go for it yeah they all got to learn their own lesson Yes, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, my my community, at least most of my people know that I'm very loving. Like, okay. I love people and I just, I, I want to help people a lot. And that's why, like, every single thing that I do, people are always shocked by this too. Like, every single thing on social is literally in the moment. Like, I don't use a scheduling tool. I know that sounds crazy, 
I don't do buffer. I mean, I've, I've played around with it over the years, but I just don't do that because I like to have that like in the moment kind of feel. Yeah. I've even told like on my podcast, I'm like, you guys, every single thing that you see, like if it's on my Facebook mentions or if it's on like the Facebook group or on Twitter, like everything is in the moment. Like it's not pre-scheduled. What have you changed your mind about recently? I don't think anything. <laughs> What that might mean is that you've been pretty clear recently about what it is you want or where you're headed. I feel very clear. I mean, yeah. even going back throughout the years, going into intuition, I spent many years in my 20s, like when I first started, like going against my intuition or like getting that gut feeling or that red flag and be like, oh, no, I should say yes, because this is a good opportunity or this client's going to bring in money or whatever it was. Or even like friends, like, oh, I should go hang out with her because it sounds like it might be fun. But I had that gut feeling. So I spent like a good chunk of time getting the red flags and just completely ignoring them. Mm -hmm. And now it's like everything I do is just decided in the moment. Like it's based on energy. And I just, I read energy and I just, I got a good vibe from you on Anchor. I'm like, yeah, we can do a (laughs) podcast together. Yeah, that's funny because it's like that's. When you are tapped in and you can pick up on that, you know, when they say you resonate with someone, it, it I think it either happens or it doesn't. And and you either yeah. know or you don't. And... and you can even read it from an email. Like I get stuff all day, every day. Like I had someone that sent me something about coming on my show and they had like a lot of like followers and like this big name or whatever. And I did like a quick little look and I'm not going to put it anyone on blast but you know how there's people out there that just buy they buy a lot of followers or whatever and i go on there and it's like of course they have like i don't know millions of followers or whatever and there's zero engagement like their pictures get like 10 likes and no engagement i'm like uh yeah no (laughs) (laughs) something seems off here well i think that's the first time i've asked someone um you know what they're changing mind about recently and i feel like you know, the fact that you tell me that it hasn't been something in a long time, really, that resonates with me simply because of the way, you know, you've been living your life recently, the way you've been honest on your show. And like you said, how you live in the moment with the social media. So I think the lesson there is really for people to try to get to that place of trusting their intuition. You know, the sooner, It's trusting the, yourself. The and I think that's where like the whole comparison thing just kind of instantly goes away or even the need to constantly be consuming other things. Yeah. Because you have to get to that place where you just you trust yourself, and that's why it's like inspiration can come from all over. You don't need to be looking to all your emails that you're getting. I'm not subscribed. I think I'm only subscribed to my one my one friend that's also a business owner just to support her. But I'm not subscribed to any emails. I mean, I started out like on every single yeah. every single fucking list, but that's what everyone does. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I still got some pruning to do. I've, for the most part, I did. I have cleaned up a lot, but I think there's something to be said about uh, realizing that enough. You've learned enough, or you've heard from them enough. Now it's time to. And this is going to sound really egotistical, but I've got to that point now where it's like someone is telling me, like, "Oh, you got to watch the Tony Robbins documentary. Oh, yeah. You got to watch the Tony." And I, I think Tony is great. Like, I'm not going to go down some whole conversation about that. To each their own. Like everyone has their own like leader, whoever they want to follow. But now I go into these different things or like even just noticing things on social as I'm kind of scrolling. 
I'm like, damn, I already know all this. Like, I can teach that. I could do that. Like, I know everything that I don't need to be sitting around. Like, I think you just get to that point where you're like seeing everything that's out there on all these like squeeze pages or all these webinars and everything. And it's like, oh, I have enough knowledge that I don't need anything else. Yeah, it's a that's a good place to be. And uh, it sounds like uh, you're well on your way, and and uh, I'm wishing you the best of luck with uh, the podcast, and looking Thank forward you. to seeing how far you take it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a ride. It'll be fun. So, what's the best place for folks to track you down online? They can just go to my main website, which is just Ashley Taylor Yanello, my full name, and from there, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff on there. I'm all over social. I'm basically a Taylor Y, a Taylor Y Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. So. Well, I encourage listeners to check out the website, check out the podcast, and uh, you might have to put the uh, the kids to sleep for some of them. <laughs> you definitely want to put the kids to sleep. But I think at the very least, you're going to be... Unless you're like me, yeah. where you started saying fuck at like age seven. <laughs> I remember it was such a fun thing. Like Your parents must have loved that. Yeah. Well, regardless of the uh, the F-bombs or not, you're, I think you're still going to get uh, a lot of entertainment and education uh, from listening to Ashley. So I, I encourage listeners to check, check you out. And thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Lots of fun with that conversation. <laughs> I was really happy to finally get this going because, as you heard, she tells it like it is. And it was so refreshing because in this world of internet marketing and everyone trying to promote their product or their service. It's so nice to hear someone call it like it is. And Ashley does just that. So definitely check out her show and her website uh, and support her with what she does. I really think she's uh, an awesome person and I'm really happy we got to connect. So next week, I have a great conversation with someone I met at Podcast Movement, Natalie Champa Jennings. And the great part about it is the way she's been able to repurpose that into uh, a book online uh, that she sells for the show. So check that out as well. That's going to be episode 112. This episode is brought to you by PodFunnel. It's a all-in-one platform for distributing your podcast across a variety of channels. Currently, we support uh, Libsyn, Blueberry, WordPress, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And we're also connected to Twitter to help distribute your episodes once they go live. So we're in the process of beta testing that and getting signups. So head on over to podfunnel.com. And we'll get you signed up right away. And I'm more than willing to take folks through a walkthrough. So if you reach out to me, I'd love to show you the ins and outs of the tool, see if it's a fit for you as a solo podcaster. Don't forget to visit podbean.com slash podcast junkies. If you're thinking of starting a podcast or looking for a great home for your show, don't forget you'll get one month free if you sign up with a special URL and you can try all of Podbean's great hosting features podbean.com slash podcast junkies podcast junkies is a member of the podcastica network head on over to podcastica.com to see the list of shows that we've added we've got some fantastic episodes coming up and especially with the tv season kicking in great episodes from the walking dead cast and uh, check out the uh, um, ron dawson's new show as well he's got a He's got a podcast called Wrangling Westworld. It's not officially part of the network, but um, his radio film school is. And I found his other show there and helps me get through my Westworld fix as well. So check that out if you get a chance. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Check out cedarsoil.com for music from my good friend, George Abiana. 
This week's retention hashtag is Real Talk Ashley. One word and tag Ashley at A Taylor Y on Twitter and myself at podcast underscore junkies. Let us know you made it this far. It's always fun to see the hardcore podcast junkies listeners supporting the show. I really appreciate it. So thanks for all you do for the show. And again, uh, I love the fact that you're spreading the word about the podcast on all the social medias. Please continue to do so. It means so much to me. Take care and have a fantastic day.